0: Happy uh happy Thanksgiving. Did you guys even have time to think about what you were grateful for? I realized in the midst of hosting everybody and doing all the things, I was like, Oh yeah, this is about being grateful. <laughs> this is about taking time to remember. So I hope you did a better job than I did at pausing. Uh we had something I don't think that we've ever had happen before. We had family members with us for nine days. Yeah, so my nephew came unplanned, and then he left, and then Jamie's parents came, and then my oldest daughter, who's away at college, came, and when they left, I was like, oh. The introvert inside of me was like, oh my goodness, I am tired, as wonderful as it was, and I've been um, fighting a cold, so I'm really glad that I had worked on this message a while ago that I started it, because my brain is a little addled. But I think that because I have pretty good notes, we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay today. And I think I'll be able to communicate what I was hoping. So we're, gonna, um, we're in the wisdom series. We've been talking about wisdom. It's kind of a mini-series. I've really enjoyed it a lot. I felt a little overwhelmed in the beginning to think, oh, we're going to tell you all about wisdom. That felt a little, like, audacious, maybe even pompous. <laughs> but I've just said, I will just learn with you. And so I just took it that way. I am here to learn with you, and I sunk in, and I really enjoyed the last two times. So I'm excited for this one. This is the last, before we start Advent, this is the last in the wisdom series, not saying that there's not so much more. So I'm calling this the wisdom of the pause, like I kind of took from that pause, and you'll see where it comes in. So um, the wisdom of the pause, like stopping, being still, quit moving. Uh, we're going to be looking at three main passages but i have others as well so we'll start in the one that we're going to land in and we're going to kind of come back to over and over again and that is in jeremiah so if you have your bible and you would like to you can go to jeremiah or your phone's if that's not too too distracting for you. Because you're like, oh, look at the, bla- the good f- Black Friday. I keep calling it Good Friday sales. I was like, is that like a pastor? What? Good Friday sales. It's Black Friday. My family's like, black mom, not good. All right, Jeremiah 6. <laughs> Jeremiah 6, if you got your Bible. And then I'm going to read verses 10 and 13 through 17. So Jeremiah 6, 10. And then 13 through 17. Here we go. To whom, and this is Jeremiah, he's the prophet, just a little bit, and he is speaking on behalf of the Lord God. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? See, their ears are closed. They cannot listen. The word of the Lord is to them an object of scorn. They have no pleasure in it. Drop to 13. For from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain. And from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. They acted shamefully. They committed abomination, yet they were not ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore, They shall fall among those who fall. And at the time that I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, stand at the crossroads. And look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies. And walk in it. And find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Also I raised up sentinels for you give heed to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not give heed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That's for the few Lutherans in the room, (laughs) so you can feel at home. Um, All right, join me in prayer. God, I pray today as we look at your word and as I share what I've been processing and hearing and learning from many other people more wise than myself, I pray that each of us can hear from you. I pray that as we pause today, in the middle of our weeks, in the middle of our lives, that we will hear from the spirit, your spirit. I pray that you'll be with us, surround us here, guide us, give us light for the journey and the path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So just a little bit on Jeremiah since we're going to land there, Um, I took this right from Eugene Peterson. He gives really good, understandable synopsis of the books. They kind of help to remind you, like, who was Jeremiah again? What was this all about? So Jeremiah's troubled life, he lived during a troubled lifespan. It's one of the most troublesome periods in Hebrew history. The decades leading up to the fall of Jerusalem, So this is his time in 1587, and then followed by the Babylonian exile. So everything that could go wrong did go wrong during Jeremiah's time. And Jeremiah was in the middle of it all. He's writing, and he's sticking it out. He's praying, and he's preaching. He's suffering, and he's striving. He's writing, and he's believing. So really, Jeremiah is a voice when life is difficult, when things are not going as we'd hope, his voice is actually quite helpful. You read it, and he has all the emotions. Jeremiah goes through the gamut of emotions, so you can feel it and ride with it with him. So that's, that's Jeremiah. So we're going to look right now. I'm going to reread it. This specifically, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand at the crossroads and look, and ask for the ancient paths, where the good way lies, and walk in it, and find rest for your soul. But they said, "We will not walk in it." This text is full of imagery and an invitation to wisdom. And it begins with standing at the crossroads. So the first part is stand. So many um, we come to so many crossroads in our life, like big ones, like. Who am I going to marry? Am I going to get Where am I going to go to school? What house am I going to buy? Like the big, bigger decisions we make, they're, they're, they're out there. But many of the crossroads we come to in our life are smaller. Like in this moment, in my kitchen, will I be patient with my spouse? Will I be kind to my coworker? Will I be patient with my roommate? So it says, stand at the crossroads. These are the crossroads we come to. We just want to plow through crossroads. We don't want to be patient and to be slow and to sit and to listen. I don't want to waste time. I have places to go. I have things to do. And this passage reminds us to stand and to move at God's pace. God's pace is usually not my pace. Through scripture, we learn that God's pace is slow. I don't want to wait for God's pace. I want to hurry up. And a lot of times God says, slow down. I will tell you when I'm ready. Can you trust me? I will tell you when it is time. And the invitation is to stand. I remember the passage, God is not slow as some consider slow. And in Revelation, we're like, come on, it's time. And God says, I will come when I will come. Um, So the wisdom of this passage is slowing down and there's a wisdom of remembering jeremiah this passage as i was reading i was realizing the passage is written to a community jeremiah was writing to a people and that reminded me of we just went through the book of ephesians and a lot of times we read a scripture and it's like we read it like it's written to me but we have learned in ephesians that ephesians written to you all right? And so this is the same. Jeremiah is writing to a community. He's actually, this is different, he's actually saying to the whole community, I want you to stand together and to listen to how God is leading you. So who are the people, who are your people, who are my people that God says stand with them, stop and seek wisdom and see where the good way lies. See how to live in a good way. So stand at the crossroads. Instead of plow through them or keep going, slow down and look and ask for the ancient paths. So what are ancient paths? Uh, Ancient paths is an invitation to remembering. And sometimes people have told me, I cannot remember because it is too painful. Painful. I cannot remember that because they have been through so much trauma. I have things I don't actually want to remember. Shame and hurt. But the invitation here is to remember things to bring healing. The invitation is to remember to be made whole. Remembering can be painful, but we, we remember to enter the healing. So ask for the ancient paths. You each have your own ancient path. You have the way you do things. I was thinking, even if you're 12, 14, 15, you have been learning how you're going to do something for that amount of time. I have been doing some things out of just the way I do them for over 40 years. It is my own ancient way. You have your way that when something happens, you automatically respond that way. It's your ancient way. Your family, so a lot of you guys are taking the EH class right now. You did your genogram. A lot of us here have done it. Your family, my family, has an ancient way of doing things. Some of them are helpful. Some of them we are grateful for. And some of them are not so helpful. But that is the way our family's done things. Also, so there's ancient ways of myself, the way I do things personally. There's my family. And then there's just history. There's just ancient ways. Like you look back. You look back at scripture. You look back at history. These are the way things have been done. So the passage is saying look back and see how things have been done. There are elements that we are grateful for, and there's elements that we wish in our past it could be different. We don't look to point fingers. We don't look to blame people. We look to name them, to be honest, and so that we can grow. And then our response is what brings wisdom. Thus says the Lord, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths. If I have something happen in my life, this is what I've been noticing as I've been thinking about this passage. If I have something that happens, I will automatically respond in a certain way. Someone talks to me a certain way. Someone, a certain situation happens. I have an automatic response. But if I can pause and stand and stand, and slow down, then I can respond differently. Typically, if we don't pause long enough to get curious and to say, why am I doing this? What's going on here? You're just going to act it out. You're going to do what you've always done. Um, And it might not be wisdom. It might not be helpful. Wisdom invites you to stand and go where the good way lies. So a lot of times scripture asks, asks us to remember It says, remember, remember this. If you hang out with, like, some older people in my family, they will talk back, like, the good old days, like everything was better. And, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, my great grandma said in the ancient times. But that is not always better. Ancient ways, I mean, is not always, it is not always any better than the way it is um, today. That's nostalgia. Sometimes ancient ways, like, you don't want to repeat that. That is not something that you want to repeat. So when we look back at scripture, we can even see this to be true. Look it back at David. So in 2 Samuel, the life of David. So just because something is ancient doesn't mean it's where the good way lies. David and Bathsheba. It's ancient. It is not good. It is not something that you want to repeat. When we when I read the story of thought, what were you thinking? You like saw this woman, you took her for yourself, and you you killed her husband. Like, what were you thinking? And I think sometimes we act like that was a one-time thing. Like David just saw them, boom, it just happened. But um, it's not. He'd been making decisions along the way. He he, you can't, you don't just come to this place where you're gonna kill somebody. Like I'm gonna sleep with that person's wife and kill them. He's been making um, he been making unwise decisions along the way. Um, The good way isn't something you just don't do. You don't sleep with somebody's wife. You're wise. Yes, that is wise, but it is not, it doesn't lead you to wisdom. Seeking wisdom requires a lot of work. Lots of ancient paths, they're not wise for us to do. Choose the good way and you will find rest for your souls. Look at Genesis 3, because Jamie and I always try to add Genesis 3 to every message, just kidding, we ever do. But, Look at the couple in the garden. So Adam and Eve were at a crossroads. They had a choice, and they found it easier at that crossroad to choose the serpent than to choose God. They trusted at the crossroads. They said, I trust the serpent. For some reason, it was easier for Adam and Eve to trust the serpent than to trust God. And sometimes it is for us, too. It's easier for us to trust the serpent at the crossroads than it is to trust God. The next is find the good way and walk in it. It's a path. It's a life. You walk in it. There are micro decisions. There are micro crossroads that we come to all the time, every day. Sometimes have you found yourself saying, why do I still say this? Why am I doing this again? How come I'm back in this route again? And like we act like it's just static. And how did I end up here? Or I say, how did I get here? But really, I have been making small decisions all along the way that lead me to this place. I've been practicing these unwise ways of thinking over and over and over and over again. We are the person at the crossroads, and we say no. God says, here is the way. Walk in it. You will find rest for your souls. And we say, no. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to do it the way I've always done it. Wisdom, in essence, as I look at this, standing at the crossroads is decisions that we make. They're the small decisions that we make. Look at Peter and Luke. Luke 22, I'm going to read it, 54 through 62, here it is, so this is a story of Peter at a crossroads, then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, but Peter was following at a distance, when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. That was his crossroads. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You are also one of them. Peter said, Man, I am not. And then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, Surely this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, that's his crossroads again small decisions. I do not know what you're talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said to him, before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. What a consequence. Peter found it easier to not trust. To not trust Jesus. That Jesus would come through for him. And you see it over and these little decisions and then he dug his heels in a little deeper. Let's look at the disciples. Matthew 28. And what I'm wanting you to see here is this is what people do. Adam and Eve. Peter. This is what what we do. Here's the disciples. Matthew 28. Sorry. 16 to 20 all right matthew 28 this is the very end these are the last few verses now the 11 disciples went to galilee to the mountain to which jesus had directed them when they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted and jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So this is the very end. The disciples had seen everything. They had walked with Jesus. They had lived with Jesus. They watched him die. They watched him raise again. And they they saw his wounds in his hands. They're worshiping him. And some don't believe. That has always like blown my mind. I was like, you saw everything. You saw it all. And you are like, 'I, I, I still can't believe. And I think what I want us to see is that it's not, it's a human thing. It's not a them thing. It's not a the disciples thing. It's not a Peter thing. It's not an Adam and Eve thing. It's a human thing that we don't choose to trust God at the crossroads. We come there and it's easy to think they're out of their minds. I would do that differently. Um, but it is hard to believe and to trust Jesus and invite him to all the decisions. The invitation to wisdom, I think here is trusting Jesus. To remember Him. And they didn't. To remember, I am with you always. Adam and Eve found it easier to believe. The serpent. The disciples, through it all, they just found it really hard to believe. And there were those in Jeremiah who said, I, I, I can't do it. They, they couldn't stop. They couldn't, and they just said, I, I can't, I can't. I'm going to do it my own way. And it reminded me, this is actually not really any different than the Isaiah passage, which is like one of my very favorite, very favorite passages. It's probably my old, in quietness, in confidence, like instead of the standing, in quietness, in confidence, shall be your strength. In trust, like there's different, tr- in trust, that is where you get your strength. And they said, no, we will flee on horses, which is basically saying, no, I will do it my own way. And when I read that, I was like, this is the same thing. He's saying, pause, stop, look, seek the ancient ways, find the good way. And they're like, no, I'm going to do it my own way. As I've been, I've been thinking about this passage for a few weeks and this is what, this is how it's looked for me is I have been Trying to pay attention to how I respond to things that are not maybe wise and helpful. Like how I respond automatically to somebody who says something. I'm trying to pause and stop. And look and do things differently there are sometimes some things as simple as I get some text and the way I respond in my mind is not kind and I'm like I don't like the way I'm responding it is not beautiful it is not peaceful it is not full of mercy and I'm trying to pause and reframe and do it differently to become a person of wisdom some of them I've paused long enough to realize I don't actually know how to respond differently And I have called one of the council members here, and I said, because I trust trust her voice, and I said, can I run something by you? This is how I'm responding. Can you let me know if this is, like, anything? Is this helpful? And, like, she asked me some good questions, and I landed at a different place. And another time, I was like, this is how I'm responding inside of me. And so I called a friend. She's a pastor up in Chawila, and she's 15 years older than me. And I'm like, can I run this by you? So I'm finding that actually the pausing and the standing is helping me to respond differently. If you do not pause, you're going to do what you have always done. And when you pause, you have a chance to invite the Holy Spirit to help you and to teach you. Our brains have paths. We have paths of ways of thinking and doing and being, and we can change them. Our bodies are changing. Our, God made us. That your body, is it like every seven years? How many, we learned this in yoga, your, every cell in your body, nine? Seven, every seven years, your body completely changes the cells. And that includes the cells in my brain. And so I do not have to be broken, or I can be broken, in different ways in seven years than I am now. And so I've been inviting the Holy Spirit into my standing, into my pausing, and I have been looking for the good way because, man, rest for my soul. Isn't that what you long for? I, I long for rest and peace for my soul. So I invite you today. I'll read it one more time. Stand, my invitation to us this week, is stand at the crossroads. Maybe you are facing big crossroads. Maybe you're facing small. Maybe you're facing all of the above. And look and ask. Ask for ancient paths. Maybe some of them are good that you've done. Some of them aren't. And look where the good way lies. Walk in it and find rest for your souls. And by the grace of God, may we walk in it. May we not say, no, no, I'm going to do it a different way. Um. I guess it's a short message. I'm going to give you a little time to be still and ask yourself, um, maybe there's some ways that you've been responding that are not helpful to being wise. And you can just think of it and name it. I'm also going to just invite you to pause for a minute and listen to the Holy Spirit. And maybe the Holy Spirit will... Point away, point a place that maybe the way you've been responding to things, to people, is not wise. It is not merciful and gracious. So I'm going to give you a moment to be quiet with God, and then we will close. Close and I'll close in prayer for you and over you. God, may we, this week, learn to stand. May we learn to pause. To look for you. And then in places where we don't know, to look for others who you've placed around us. May our wisdom be that that is merciful and gentle and kind. Be with us this week as we go. May we pause, not just here on Sunday, but may we stand and look and listen for you as we're out um, shopping and working and living our lives. May they be a gift to you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you speak to us. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you heal. God, I pray that you'll touch those in our community now whose bodies are hurting, who are not whole, I pray that you would be with those this week who are down in their spirits. I pray that you will be their comfort. For those who have had a wonderful break and are feeling refreshed, I pray that they would be a light and buoy those who are around them. May we be a community together. Bring us back next week and those who are away for Thanksgiving, keep them safe, bring them back to us to worship again, to worship you. Thank you for Advent about to begin this week. May we be open to what you have for this year as we expect, as we come expectant of the baby again. Amen. Amen. I hope you come. I hope you come Thursday to our meals together. When I thought of it as the pause, like the standing, I hope that this coming together, that we'll be wiser humans together. Like, we'll be living together a little more wisely. And I'm really looking forward to eating meals for these four weeks together and just being with you. It's an hour, so it's not super long. And I'm really excited to introduce you to Kate Bowler. That's the, that, that was so beautiful, what you made, Julie. It was like a beautiful piece of art for Kate Bowler. I'm excited to introduce you to her. Okay, so the kids aren't here. So I'm going to say this. So she has some interviews that go with her teaching, and they, they're they PG or PG-13. She's just interviewing, like, some professors, and I was like, why did you use that word? I wanted to use this for my kids. So we might use it at church, but I will let you know, like, watch this video at home later because it has the SH word in it, and I don't want you to have to explain that to your kids at church, so, <laughs> but I'm excited for that, and I was like, why did you do that, but, they're academics, and they probably weren't thinking about little kids sitting in my church, that I didn't want them to hear that. So, and it probably best described, I mean, it really was a, an appropriate use of the word. So, so I'll encourage you guys. I'll be like, go watch that video at home, alone. <laughs> all right. So, I'll see you all Sunday or hopefully Thursday. And, and, oh, sing, of course. Let's stand and sing. You guys are so quiet today. It's like, it's, we... We've really, Jamie and I have really enjoyed preaching back here because you interact, but that didn't happen today. <laughs> that's okay. You're allowed to be tired and you're allowed to be quiet. It is cold and gray out. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're here. All right. Um, who wants to start us? Dan. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Praise God from Praise of God. See wait while. Say hello to people. <laughs>